0: I'm Jessie Cruikshank, and I've always been told I have a face for podcasting. So I launched a podcast. It's called Phone a Friend because each week I'll break down the biggest stories in pop culture. But when I have questions, I get to phone a friend. I'll phone a royal watcher to find out why Prince Harry is acting like a real housewife. I'll phone a tween to please explain euphoria. And maybe I'll even phone a backstreet boy to find out if I still have a chance. I don't? Okay. New episodes drop every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. ACast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hello, it's Dave here. I'm with my wife Kathy. Hello. And we are doing another cinema. We are walking to the movie Blade Runner 2049. Is it do you say 2049 or do you say 2049? I don't know. What would you let's let's pick one.
1: I'd say blade. We're, 20... we're gonna be
0: saying it about a million times. I would
1: us. say Blade Runner.
0: 2049? No, do you I, say? Do you I would say, just say Blade Runner. Is it the year 2017 or is it 2017?
1: I don't. I say 2017. Okay, I don't know. You have no time no, for this conversation. No time for I this. I can see your face trying <laughs> to shut it down. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, all right. So we are. Uh, it's our first cinema trip as new parents. Oscar is uh, with his uh, granny Linda, uh, guest of this podcast, regular guest, many times. Yes. Uh, so the two of them are are at home and we've decided to go to the longest uh, movie available.
1: I know! Available. I didn't know how long this movie was when I agreed to leave him to come to the cinema. So, it better be good because it's two hours and 45 minutes which is a fucking joke of a duration. Um,
0: and Kathy notoriously doesn't like long movies. I don't
1: like long movies. You're
0: obsessed with running time.
1: Absolutely no way. I can tell you right now, this movie justifies its running time. Well, how do you know? You haven't seen the movie I just know because no movie can justify that running time. Well,
0: surely there's a movie... You, the self-confessed die-hard fan of Titanic. (laughs) Do you think that movie justifies its... How long
1: was Titanic? Five and a
0: half hour run time.
1: Whatever Titanic was, it was justified. Look,
0: I don't remember specifically the details about Titanic, but I seem to remember... um, There was two and a half hours of build-up, then a 45-minute naked painting scene, (laughs) and then two hours of a boat sinking. Is
1: that how it went? Whatever went down... I love Titanic. I'll tell you what went down. Titanic. Titanic. (laughs) Okay, nice. Um, So, yeah, anyway, we're excited to see this. We just watched the original movie a couple of weeks ago, which we reviewed.
0: Yeah, go have a listen to that. A couple of episodes back.
1: The movie's so long, we're going to order lunch before before it no we're
0: going to order lunch in it yeah it's one of those cinemas because we're going cinemas. to uh, the Everyman cinema in Walton and uh, they yeah, bring you can, food they bring you food you got couches and I've got a large coffee
1: because I think I'm going to need some help staying awake in this movie
0: yeah naturally we're quite tired <laughs> uh, so who so knows let's what see. And but it's the afternoon this yeah. is sort of good
1: Good time. Timing, and we wanted to see it in IMAX, but IMAX is too far from our house, so we're not doing it. Unfortunately, because that would be the best way to view this movie.
0: I'm excited about this. Yeah,
1: I'm excited too. Um, and look, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt on the running time, but I think I'm right. Alright. Yeah, okay. Bye. Alright,
0: we'll see you on the other side.
1: I think I found him. That's not possible. If this gets out. We've bought ourselves a war. You're a cop. I did your job once. Things were simpler then. What do you want? I want to ask you some questions. What happened? I covered my tracks. Scrambled the records. We were being hunted.
0: Alright, so we're just out of uh, Blade Runner 2049. As always, we're not going to talk spoilers until we turn on to Spoiler Street, as always part of our journey. Uh, Kathy, did you hate that movie as much as we thought you might hate it?
1: No, I never thought I'd hate it. I just thought Everyone it was, else thought you'd hate I it. We had a lot of comments
0: be. saying that Kathy's going to hate it. No,
1: this. I just thought it was going to be too long, and it was. Um, now, I'll say it was two hours and 45. It didn't feel that long to me. It dragged a little bit towards the end but overall I actually really enjoyed it Um, I found it a worthy successor to the original I found it visually very stunning I really enjoyed the sound the audio Um, at some points the theatre was actually shaking from the audio so it would have been really cool to have that whole experience at IMAX albeit I think it was fine not to go to IMAX actually Um, I think Dunkirk was the better IMAX experience for us to travel to to that screen Um, and I thought Ryan Gosling was really good. I was um, waiting for Harrison Ford. He took a while to come in. So I was glad when he did. And then... Just, yeah, did drag towards the end. And also, I know there's been a lot of discussion around gender politics of the movie. And I can definitely see where people are coming from on that. Um, but I guess we'll get into that on Spoiler Street. But, like... Kind of not really a spoiler. I don't remember the trailer, but it's probably in there. Or it's very early on in the movie. Ryan Gosling has a character... He has a kind of a computer program girlfriend, a little bit like Scarlett Johansson in in that movie Her, but she's not just. I voice. talk about that in spoilers. Yeah, like she's not just. Anyway, he has he basically has a a robot girlfriend, and she's very subservient, and that's all very strange. So I can see where people are coming from with that, but yeah, overall I enjoyed it. I really did. Um, now I'm tired. I had a coffee and a diet coke during the movie, and. I still felt myself dozing off a little bit towards the end. You had two beers, which would have wiped me, so I'm very impressed you <laughs> managed that. Um, but yeah, do you know what? You've it got to pack them in when you, you do, can. do. It didn't feel as long as I thought it was going to. And you know what? If you're going to wait 30 years for a sequel, like do it right, and I think they really did it right. Yeah, that's so, the thing.
0: Yeah. As, as um, you know, as sequels to movies that are 30 years in the making go. This is as good as you can get. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, like... Look it's a at, really
1: worthy successor. And we're
0: getting... Like, if you look at the spate of these that we've had in the last ten years, because uh, Hollywood has now become just a nostalgia machine and innovation and ingenuity is... Is uh, dead. ...largely bankrupt. Um, but, we, you know, we've had Indiana Jones, which Harrison Ford himself brought back with the Crystal Skull. That and was he's bringing back shite. another one. They're doing that again. Um
1: Star Wars was the one I was Star thinking Star Wars of, is you know mixed Ford. opinions
0: on that he, oh yeah it's Harrison Ford doing all of these yes. pretty much Alien came back like all these things are coming back with very largely mixed results but I think this is like this was I thought it was excellent I thought it was really really good um, felt like Blade Runner felt very much like a sequel also felt like its own thing its own story very it did, but I'm
1: glad that we saw the first one recently
0: yeah it plugs right into yeah, that yeah
1: I don't think I'd have enjoyed it as much if I hadn't seen that
0: yeah I think you can probably go and see it without having seen it I think you can, you'll you'll fill in the pieces yourself but, uh, but you it won't does, be invested in it it does help it. you are a bit more invested uh, I thought it was great I thought Ryan Gosling was really good because um, I know people were taking the piss out of him in the trailers uh, for just looking completely lifeless Uh but he emotes. he was
1: he was lifeless, in it? To be fair, yeah.
0: But it makes largely sense for his character. Yeah.
1: Um, he I th- wasn't jumping off the screen with energy or anything like that. But he needed no, a comparison for it in the first. It's a one.
0: slow. It's a very slow-burning yeah. kind of movie, which the first Blade Runner was as well. Now on the length, I, not that we're going to talk too much about that. But yeah, it did feel like you could have tightened it up a little bit. Um, but I felt like the pace was just bang on. Yeah. Like, and I was never. I was never bored I was aware a few times that uh, maybe you know a couple of scenes could have been trimmed or cut out yeah but there was no glaring
1: baggy bits you know with a lot of long movies you just watch a whole scene and you go this is completely unnecessary there was no glaring baggy long bits in this there was just a couple of moments where I was going okay right you could hurry this along a little bit
0: yeah the plot is very much you're with Ryan Gosling and it's A to B to C to D it's it's exactly like the original Blade Runner's detective plot he's unravelling Clue literally it's another Clue and the story unfolds it's largely traditional like that it looks amazing everyone's saying that and they're right watch it in uh, the cinema
1: right I wouldn't watch it on oh, the yeah. small screen it's gorgeous Yeah. Uh,
0: so Roger Deakins shot this who does did loads of the Coen Brothers movies and did uh uh, Sicario which this director also did so D- Denis Vélevouve who is my new favourite director yeah, he's amazing Like uh, Arrival was my favourite film last year yeah I
1: would say this isn't a patch on Arrival though I think Arrival really outdid this no
0: but also do you know this was the, it had the the writer of Blade Runner came back for this mm-hmm. as well I forget the guy's name um, some of the new cast I thought were excellent the, there's a the woman who plays the character called Love who works at Jared really good and I didn't recognise her
1: What's she from?
0: I don't know I've got okay. IMDb up here but let's <laughs> I not I <laughs> didn't recognise her
1: I thought she was really good
0: You talk and I'll frantically I thought, look her up
1: um, I love Robin Wright so I really enjoyed her I thought she was like good as she always is and then the actress who played his kind of robot girlfriend weird subservient character I thought she played the role well but she was really annoying kind of wispy sexual object that I really disliked the character therefore dis- I didn't like the performance so I found all that a bit weird and then I mean the screen just lit up when Harrison Ford came back because he is the star like in Blade Runner the original he was like morose and a bit quiet and you know a bit grumpy but he was just a superstar and he could hold the movie now Ryan Gosling's a superstar as well but he ain't no Harrison Ford so when they were on screen together that was when I really really enjoyed it
0: On Harrison Ford though do you think that like he's kind of just walking through a lot of these roles lately I feel like he was the same in this as he was with Han Solo and watching him in The Force Awakens didn't really feel like Han Solo was back it just felt like Harrison Ford just happened yeah, to but that's laugh. all
1: Harrison Ford has ever done is played like a grumpy old man even when he was young he was playing a grumpy old man yeah I guess I mean he's not someone he's someone I think is an incredible screen presence and is like a true Hollywood star and he's you know gorgeous and charismatic But he does not have range as an actor And that's not a criticism That's just the truth So Han Solo, Indiana Jones And um, what's his face (laughs) in Blade Runner They're all the same They're all just Harrison Ford But I felt like he had more of an emotional portrayal in this Than he did in Star Wars I felt like he was a little bit more into this one He's a
0: good actor though And he's got enough charisma to trade I'm not saying he's a
1: bad actor I'm just saying he very much plays a type And he does it very well which isn't a criticism.
0: Yeah. What about when he played the president and said, "Get off my plane." <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Very different. Yeah. Um, I finally have IMDb up. So the actress who played love is called Sylvia Hooks. I want to say H O E K S. She's uh, from the Netherlands. Real standout. I don't recognise any of these movies. Yeah, she was great. She was, in, she was so. a very
1: good villain um, and an antagonist, and I really enjoyed her performance. But we need to talk about Jared Leto and how bad he was.
0: All right, let's just go to Spoiler Street now because yeah. I think we'll get into the, the nitty gritty of it. I think we'd both recommend going to see this.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Go to a cinema. I would say go in the afternoon because it's long. I would not go after work. Unless yeah, because if you go after coffee. work
0: you're going to watch half an hour of ads after the start time and then you got nearly three hours to go you, you're in there for the whole night yeah. you're not going to get out till midnight It's a night
1: out But yeah, Jared Leto and it's interesting I didn't know he was in it and we re-watched the original and I was saying that Daryl Hannah's performance in that was like Jared Leto as the Joker and then he came in and did it he, he wasn't <laughs> yeah, like the Joker it. but it was an equally outrageous performance it was essentially some sort of weird Bond villain
0: just to convert to everyone we are now on spoiler street yes. so spoilers for Blade Runner 2049
1: I didn't see that he was his character was interesting I thought he was outrageously ludicrous in how he looked and acted and it distracted every time he spoke I was just so pulled out of the movie and like what? unimpressed he's like May as well have been stroking a kitty and saying hello, Mr. Bond. <laughs> no, that's what he was like. And in the end, he brings <laughs> Harrison Ford in, you know, and offers him everything he ever wanted, whilst they're in this platform in the middle of this really weird water. Yeah, that was, was that like, was a Bond villain's lair Yeah, and um, so I just thought he was silly, and I couldn't figure out if he was human or replicant. I didn't really know what was going on. Uh, there, he's
0: human. You know. He's Wallace. He's the one who made them all.
1: But why is he so young?
0: Um. I don't know. Maybe he was like... Uh, well, they said he he bought the Terrell Corp post 2020, so it's 29 years after. Maybe he was like 20. Maybe he's 49. Maybe I don't he know. was like
1: a young Silicon Valley also, like he, whippersnapper. He
0: probably just looks young. I mean, he's clearly had cybernetic implants. Uh, you know, the aging the the aging process is probably far advanced in 2049. I thought the stuff with him being blind and then having these little receptors and these little drones that. Service his eyes was very interesting. Did
1: you think he was good? At, like he was good in it? I think he was.
0: There, there's no depth or complexity to him. He was just your typical uh, a billionaire megalomaniac <laughs> uh, trying to invent life. Yeah. Wasn't a particularly interesting villain. His motives weren't particularly interesting. I thought yeah. Love, as we've said, his, his uh, sidekick was a lot more interesting. Um, but I thought Jared Leto did a fine job.
1: I guess. I just groan when I see him on screen. A bit one note. Yeah. Um, And so now let's talk about the gender stuff that everyone's criticising and the fact that Ryan Gosling comes home at night to his perfect um, cyborg girlfriend who flits in between outfits and moods depending on what she thinks he's looking for and it appears that ultimately what he's looking for is complete affirmation as to how amazing he is. She even tells him, you're a real boy. And she makes yeah. him dinner and she t- asks him how his day was and she even um, gets him a threesome. But hang on. Which I, is apparently what all men want. So Yeah, but hang
0: on, I would I would argue that um, that is entirely what her role as a product is. Oh it
1: was her yeah, it yeah, was her role. So what so
0: what's what's But I'm the saying problem? that's
1: like she's like um, one of the primary female characters in the movie, so I'm just like that's. I can see why people are complaining.
0: So, do you think people? I haven't read any anything on any of this. Are people complaining because that's one of the few female characters in the movie? Is well, a lot
1: of the complaint is like, how are we supposed to root for a character, aka Ryan Gosling, who's that's his dream of the perfect woman? But so I think shallow. that's.
0: I think that's the point. He himself is a replicant, and he's grasping for, um, for real connections and he doesn't quite know what those are. Yeah that's interesting, He's that's how I
1: read it no I'm just saying that that's the criticism I thought, but how I read it was he thinks a real relationship is a woman waiting at home cooking her man meals and telling him how much she loves him so he was actually but
0: that's just, trying to
1: have deck by doing that so I thought actually the criticism a little bit wrong.
0: Yeah well really he was I think it's completely wrong, I think within the text the movie completely justifies that character and that's right. Yes, yeah, Ryan Gosling just frantically scrabbling for, for uh, humanity and reality. And that, what what she is, is a prescribed fantasy of uh, traditional male and female be. relationships. Yeah. But I mean, so if anything, it's a it's a commentary on, on what isn't human, because everything she represents. Isn't human. It's yeah. just it's it's a complete fantasy.
1: It's ridiculous, and even how she looks and how she acts, and like I found it really visually interesting and really fascinating that sex scene where the two women were blurring in and out of each other. So that was really thought, cool.
0: Very well yeah, done. Very, very interesting. Good.
1: Now the other criticisms are: it's a male-led plot, doesn't pass the Bechtel test, and um, even the main villain, who like, seems like a strong, powerful woman, is actually just a replicant who's working under Jared Leto's command. Um, Robin Wright while she's a strong woman is ultimately working for men and only as a small part in the movie now all that's fine criticism but you know so what if it's a male led story that's just the story that it is it's the future of the movie we all saw which was made 30 years ago which was a male led story so in the context of that universe I really don't have an issue with it and I think maybe people are getting on their high horses a little bit about it um, yeah, a, I totally get the criticism one. of Ryan Gosling's girlfriend and their relationship, but like, I just don't agree with it. I
0: don't agree with that. But I, I
1: was a bit, like, I was less invested in. I have to say, I was less invested in him as a character because of it. Because I thought, aww you'd like to think your leading man is a bit more interesting taste in women. So I did. I did find that, for example, when she quote unquote died, I wasn't in the least bit bothered. I thought, well, who cares if your stupid side worker girlfriend dies? But that's dies. what
0: was, it was. That was what was almost particularly tragic about it because he was genuinely upset and he seemed to have loved her but she was just, just nothing. nothing yeah but then does that make him nothing i don't know that's what the yeah. the, the whole film poses and i love but the idea
1: that the whole film's posing you know what makes you human what makes memories real because memories are fascinating we all remember things differently two people can be recounting the same incident completely differently and I just really enjoyed that aspect of it. And the, and when he found out that his memory wasn't real, like that was the sad part. Oh, that was so that sad. That was devastating. Not when his girlfriend died.
0: And when he found out that he wasn't special.
1: Yeah, that was terrible. And the fact that the girlfriend, who I assume echoes his own thoughts, had said, "You're a real boy," made you think his whole life he's his whole life he's been wishing that someone would tell him he was a real boy and that he was born and that somebody loved him once.
0: But that's what was interesting because that's all, that's almost in a way the most human thing It's to want to be special in and individual yeah. and that's something we all experience and we all crave and that's what the woman with one eye, who I've no idea what her name was, says to him uh, She's like, oh honey you, you spe- thought it was you, <laughs> it isn't you She said, we all think we're, we all think we're special yeah. and we hope we're special and that's what but don't be so individual. mean as to
1: implant the memories in him then. So yeah, that's what I love about it, and that's what all good sci-fi does, is it poses these really big questions about humanity.
0: I have a plot question, though. Who who implanted that memory in his head?
1: I think... Yeah, I know, I was thinking that. Well, you know the way they had split the DNA and, and said there was a boy and a girl to cover their tracks, and then said the girl died? Yeah. So I think that one-eyed woman had, had implanted it in him, because she knew it was him. She knew... With who the she aim was looking for. to
0: what, like one just day, throw he'd them be able off to find the scent. Her? If
1: if Rachel's body was found, okay. so that they'd have someone to point the baddies to and save the girl.
0: Oh, I guess because they would have maybe found it. They would have thought that it was him and then destroyed exactly.
1: Him. And they did. It just so happens he became the investigating officer, and therefore okay. he thought it himself. So I thought that was that was what was going on there.
0: I will say all these themes are very interesting, uh, and I thought the movie explored them quite well. But there's nothing new. No. I mean, uh, we've seen, we've had these questions posed a hundred times yeah. in a hundred different sites. And they movies. were
1: all posed in the first movie.
0: Whereas, as you, you kind of threw back to Arrival earlier, I thought Arrival uh, had a lot more ingenuity in many ways. So the, so the story is. The story and the themes are pretty ho-hum in many ways, but they just had a very gorgeous packaging to it all.
1: Of course, and they're all... It's very much of a Philip K. Dick thing, and it's very much a follow-on from the last movie. Now, I hope they don't do one again and they leave this stand, and I hope they don't make seven different endings to this one. Blade
0: Runner 2076. Yeah.
1: I did enjoy the end, though.
0: You've got a grandchild.
1: I found the end genuinely emotional. Yeah, though. that was lovely. Yeah, very touching. That was lovely, and I love that all this showed us was Harrison Ford putting his hand on the glass instead of any sort of conversation with them, because it's best to imagine it. To be honest, I thought they might have been a bit bolder and just ended with Ryan Gosling on the steps and let the rest be completely our imagination. That was a gorgeous
0: uh, visual, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was That's beautiful. So I was surprised it.
1: when they cut to Harrison Ford at all and her. And she looked nice. exactly like Rachel. Yeah, and
0: I hadn't noticed I it I hadn't earlier. noticed it earlier either. And you turned to me and said, why is she crying at this memory? Which yeah. was weird, but made perfect but sense. But made
1: perfect sense afterwards. I thought maybe she was an empath or something so yeah I think like overall
0: but there's something in that sorry go go.
1: I'm just going to say overall I see the criticisms I agree with them on some level but in the context of this movie I think actually the gender stuff makes sense and now I think they could have done a bit more with Robin Wright purely because she's so fantastic so it's a shame that she was in, in so few scenes. She was
0: exposition, basically. Yeah. Although they give her they give her a couple of interesting scenes with him where she's asking him about his memory and then she sort of makes an advance on him or
1: Yeah, that was interesting and he's but, no but I love when the when she was um, up against the baddie and the baddie was crushing the glass into her oh, hand that was horrible. and smacked her head off the desk. That yeah. was cool. But yeah, so I see the criticism. I personally th- think it could have been a bit shorter, but surprised myself by enjoying it as much as I did given that I'm really tired as well. Um, and yeah I would definitely recommend anyone watch it but I watched the first one
0: did you think that there's a sort of a similar parallel with that that last scene with the uh, you know on Two characters on either side of glass, sort of trying to communicate with each other, that, that sort of felt a bit like a rival. It
1: did, yeah. yeah, but I think they'll be able to communicate a lot quicker than they did on a rifle. It won't take a whole another movie.
0: Um, one little niggly thing which bothered me is that if Ryan Gosling was like going off the grid, you know, so Robin Wright says, uh, I could get you out of the building alive, but you've got 48 hours and then you're on your own and all this, uh, wouldn't he have thought to turn off his own tracking device?
1: Maybe he didn't know it was there. It seemed to be a tracking device that only Robin Wright could access, hence that woman killing her and going on her computer.
0: Well, also, that bothered me as well, because why would you install a security system which doesn't require you to be alive
1: Well, to activate it? it required her, her face and her, her body to be there. So, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, my
0: point is, all someone has to do is come in and kill you and then push, stick your face yeah, Have you in not seen Demolition exactly Man when Wesley happened.
1: Snipes gets someone's eyeball and holds it up on a pen? Dystopian <laughs> yeah, like, well, so, futures are very similar. Similarly ways.
0: flawed security system. Yeah, uh, speaking pretty of, secure. Speaking of the technology, a quick touch on that. Um, I loved all the little detail in this world. Uh, they kept it completely uh, grounded in Blade Runner's 2019 future, which doesn't look anything like ours. And they almost extrapolated what another 30 years... On from that point, would look like. Did you notice none of the technology looked like anything from our world? Yeah, I really Um, enjoyed that.
1: I loved all the, um, wherever he was, the Vegas like place with Elvis on stage and Marilyn Monroe. Excellent. That was amazing. But did you
0: notice like none of the screens were flat screen? Like we have better screens than they have there. They they were extrapolated from those 80s uh, um, curved, whatever you call them, old screens. I mean, it's done with
1: care and attention of somebody who loves the original and is expanding on it.
0: It also, had brands like brands like Atari and Pan Am that airline which no longer ex- exist yeah we're still around so it's very much an alternate universe I love just real like attention to detail the sets looked incredible here there's a very early shot where um, he's first flying over the, the city when he's coming back from that farm um, and you just you kind of see a few little alleys and it looks like a huge city and then it pans out and you realise it's just city for it's like for miles and miles and miles. And they and mentioned it's there's horrifying. no such thing
1: as woods or trees anymore. So he's got one tiny little wooden object, and he's told he could buy anything he wants basically. in the world. And he, no one's seen trees, so you know all that stuff is really cool. And I think we could talk about it all day, but we have a baby to get back to. So <laughs> okay. We'll yeah. With oh
0: yeah, because I was going to say there there's, there is a sort of an ecological message down there about you know the ecosystems being destroyed. Oh yeah. And how horrible and grey and. But God, any good
1: dystopian sci-fi would need to manage that. I fe-
0: exactly. But I felt like they, they really... The, the devil was in the detail here and they made a very full and realised world. They, they, it, it did feel like a lot had happened in the 30 years. Yeah, I feel like we one. could
1: watch it again and see a lot going on in the background that we missed. I can see why people are doing multiple viewings on it.
0: So yeah, we're nearly here anyway. Yeah. So let's um, okay. better get back to our son and relieve your mother Yes, duties. <laughs> Um, please uh, head to our socials Uh, happy to chat with you there Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram just search at The Cinemile
1: and also don't forget if you haven't already done so to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a nice review that would be very much appreciated
0: yes it really helps us uh, get found so uh, thanks for listening guys okay bye see you soon Cast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.
1: What would you say if I told you there's a book that can teach you how to win The Bachelor? What would you
0: say if I told you producers caught multiple finalists reading that book in this season that's currently airing?
1: What would you say if I told you the producers don't want anyone to know that their show has been compromised? How do we know all this? We wrote that book. I'm Lizzie Pace.
0: And I'm Chad Colchin.
1: We're the authors of How to Win the Bachelor and the hosts of the Game of Roses podcast, a bi-weekly podcast where we break down all the biggest plays, errors, and MVPs in the game of reality television.
0: Listen to Game of Roses wherever you get your podcasts and go to howtowinthebachelor.com to get our book. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.